Hi, my name is Tommy Singh. I'm a new young mom, and this podcast is basically about my journey into motherhood. The things I've learned along the way, and the things I keep on learning daily. I hope you enjoy. I hope you share with your friends as well. Thank you so much for intending to listen to me. That means we're friends now, and these are my mom sessions. Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Monfession. This is so surreal. I can't believe this is happening. I've been, you know, wanting to do this for a while now, but I've been procrastinating. I'm always wondering what am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? Why will people want to listen to me? But, you know, I am sucking it up and being brave and doing this eventually. So welcome to the first episode of my podcast. This is a big deal for me. I really, really, really hope you enjoy it. I hope you share it as well. So this first episode, I just like to talk about falling pregnant, quote and unquote, like style with my rainbow baby. So if you're not familiar with the term rainbow baby, a rainbow baby is the baby you have after you lose one like after you either have a miscarriage or you know you have you your baby dies or something so a lot of people even a lot of my friends don't know that i've had a miscarriage and that's the problem with miscarriages nobody talks about them if you know anyone that's gone through a miscarriage or you're suspecting that oh this lady she's just not talking about it please refer her to this podcast because i intend to share my thoughts. I intend to be brutally honest about how I felt and how I know that a lot of ladies have felt in the past. So when I um, had this miscarriage, I read so many things and it occurred to me that this miscarriage, like a lot of people have had miscarriages. It was a rude awakening. And you know when it happened and I spoke to some people then, I just started hearing, oh yeah, it happened to me too, oh yeah, it happened to me too. And I'm like, why did y'all tell me? Why did you tell me that is a possibility? It was such a shock. I felt like, okay, maybe I did something or maybe that one day I didn't take my prenatal vitamins. That was why the baby died. There were so, so, so many things that kept coming to mind as the reason why I had a miscarriage. But the doctor kept telling me that, oh, it's a congenital anomaly. It's stuff that happens to, you know, that can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to do with you. It just means that the baby did not properly form and there is nothing you can do about it. So all those words kept ringing in my head that, okay, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And, you know, the term miscarriage itself is the enemy. Like miscarriage, misplaced. You did not place it at the right place. Miscarriage. You did not carry baby properly. So I'm just like, you know, women have to deal with so much already. And we don't even need the guilt of miscarriage. We get. So, anyways, if you know anybody that has gone through this, please let her listen. Because I'm going to share my mind now. So, a few years ago, well, not so few, but years back. I found out I was pregnant and I was shocked. I was very, very shocked because I was not planning to be pregnant. I literally fell pregnant and it was such... I was so afraid. I don't even know how to explain how I felt. Like, because I'm kind of person that my period is pretty accurate. If my um, app 
there's this upper is end cycles. If it tells me that oh your period is gonna come on the on Friday, if my period doesn't come on Friday, Saturday midnight or like two a.m. before seven a.m. the period is there. So I knew that my period was very 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 stable. So when I miss my period, I was like, let me Google. Okay, what happens when you miss your period? And the worst thing about Google is the major thing that is wrong with you will not be top of the line. They'll be telling you things like you have cancer, <laughs> but that would know what I saw anyways. What I saw was, oh, sometimes when you are when you are stressed, your period is late. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've actually been stressed. And I just did not or could not phantom the fact that pregnancy was a possibility. So this kept happening and then my husband kept saying, Babe, you need to do a test, you need to do a test. And I'm like, No, I don't need to do a test. I can't be pregnant, I'm not pregnant. Anyways, I peed on a steak and I was pregnant. And I peed on another steak and I was still pregnant. And I peed on another steak and I was still pregnant. Like I peed on more than 15 sticks. I'm not exaggerating. Like I felt like if I can pee on a stick, it will change the results. Because then, if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't even married. So I was just like, what is happening? What is going on? How do I deal with this? And that is another thing. The stigma that comes is, oh, she got pregnant and so went long. Like, it's not a big deal. Children that are born out of wedlock and children that are born in wedlock. Like, it doesn't mean that some some of them will, you know, lead, lead better lives than the others. We need to stop with this stigma. It's exhausting and it's pretty unnecessary, if I'm being honest. So, anyways, back to my story. I, I told my boyfriend then, now husband anyways, that I have babe, okay, so I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, you know, it was super supportive. We were at a phase in our relationship that we knew that we were with each other, like come rain, come sun, and we were already planning to get married. So, this is just, like, this baby would have just rushed our whatever, but it's not going to change anything. So it was like, okay, you need to start seeing a doctor, you need to do this, you need to do that. I was then making plans for all of that. It was around April. Yeah, so it was Easter. Because I remember that the day of the miscarriage, I was driving from my boss's house to mine. And you know, I used to live in Magada. I was driving and then I could not move anymore. Like, it was so bad. It, it was so, so bad. It felt like I was having menstrual cramps, I was having ulcer pain, and someone was punching my belly. It was just a lot at the same time. And then I was around Bagada General Hospital. I just said, let me drive in, because this feels like I'm going to die. And apart from that, I'm pregnant. They need to know what's going on, and the earlier, the better. I was calling my husband. It wasn't picking. I was calling my boss. She wasn't picking. A lot of people were not picking that day. I think everybody was in the Easter euphoria. So it was just me. And then I called my younger brother because he was um, close by. He was in my house and I was almost home. So I called him to come and everything. And this is another opportunity to talk about Nigerian hospitals and how they are out to get you. How they don't care about your well-being. How they just really want you to die. I hate to be, you know, the pessimistic person or the bearer of bad news. But Nigerian hospitals don't have your best interests at heart. Especially all these federal hospitals. Because let me tell you, I crawled into Bagada General Hospital. Like I was on all fours. 
and I got in and nobody attended to me. Like nobody was like, oh, what's wrong with you? Eventually, like this was like two minutes later, I was rolling on the floor and rocking in pain and screaming. One woman and said, what's wrong with you? Kill on shell. I said, oh, my stomach is pain me. She shot. Lifted me up and told me to sit on a bench. Of which, at that moment, I did not want to sit on a bench. I wanted a bed so that I can twist and turn like I like. I sat on a bench for like 20 minutes. Then they said, oh, I should come in. One nurse is going to see me. So I went into like a doctor's office that had a bed. So I lay, I laid on that bed for a bit. And then one nurse came in and said, oh, you know, Shane. I said, ah, my smart painting me that I've been having this pain um, and this is the first time I'm feeling this pain and she said oh are you pregnant I said yes she said have you been squatting I said yes that but it's very little I've just been squatting in bed she said oh your baby is dead and at that moment the anger that came through me was crazy I was upset and I was in pain I was like my baby is not dead in Jesus name I was crying so much like she was like oh You've been spotting. Your baby is dead now. Like I was just like, no bedside manners. And I know that we've all had this um, this encounter with Nigerian hospitals and how, like I was just like, even if that was what was happening to me and all indications show that, why can you not, you know, lay down on me easy? Why can you not say, oh, okay, madam, this is what we're going to do. No, 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 no. And she, after she said that, you guys, I put it to you. She hissed and she left. Some doctor now came. And, you know, she already ruined my frame of mind that, oh, my God, this, you know, as long as I didn't mom, I didn't plan to be pregnant. I was already going to love well, whatever was inside me because I'm not sure of the fetus yet. I was already going to love it. I was already, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to be a mom. This is fantastic. This is great. And someone just came and just, you know, removed the shock from my legs, literally. Anyways, one doctor came and said, eh, that he's going to give me an injection now. It will reduce the pain. But before he gives me the injection, my younger brother has to go and buy glove and cotton and syringe and uh, drip. And I'm like, you guys, I'm in pain. Just give it to me. It will buy it. it they were like, no, <laughs> gosh. Thinking about it now just is just making me so upset. Because anyways, it came and it didn't have cash. She had POS. My husband was not there yet because it was he lives he, li- he was living like one hour thirty minutes away from me. He was already on his way. You know Lagos. There was already there was mad traffic. It was Easter. People did not sit their asses in their house, and he could not get to me. So my younger brother was the go-to person for everything. Anyways, he tried to pay with POS and they said they do not have POS. I don't know what he was thinking. General Hospital would never have POS Nigeria. So, he went to use the ATM. You guys, bear in mind that through all of that, I was in pain. I was in pain. I was rolling, crying, rolling, crying. This pain, I cannot explain. Like if you've known someone that had a miscarriage, she will explain to you how mad this pain was. Oh my goodness, you guys. Anyways... After an hour, my brother came with cash. They sent him to the next building to go and pay for all these jagwajanses. He paid, came back. The doctor gave me an injection that reduced my pain. He now said, oh, that I want to check if my cervix is still closed so that they will know if, you know, I'm, I'm like the baby's gone or, they, or it's still there and all of that. So anyway, my cervix was 
very close and I was like okay maybe you know maybe the baby is still fine and all of that it happens to some people it can be a threatened abortion you know this guy and this was a male doctor he was young he explained properly i don't know why it's the women that are the mean ones and you know when i had my baby eventually in america it was so different like what i'm used to with nigerian nurses was not what i saw with american nurses and i'm just like it does not cost you all anything to be nice in nigeria so why are you not doing it? Because this is a profession you chose and it's a profession that involves empathy. Why are you not, you know, empathizing with people? Anyways, I didn't know that's correct English, but let's move on. So the doctor checked my cervix. In fact, the room he put me in looked like something straight of Nollywood. Like when they do abortion in Nollywood, all the stainless plates and black and white fabric and no blue and white fabric anyways i was wearing a jumpsuit which means i had to remove everything he opened my vagina dipped his hand inside and saw that the service was still closed okay praise master jesus but you have to do a scan i'm like okay great let me go and pay for it. Let my brother go and pay for a scan let's know what's going on with this baby blah 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 and they said ah no you can't do a scan no the person that it's supposed to do scars gone on you guys bear in mind that this was nine o'clock they did not make um they did not make allowance for an emergency there was no scan till the next day by nine anyways the injection they gave me reduced my pain for a bit and i went home to sleep anyways so the next day i planned to go to another hospital but in the middle of the night this pain came back Apparently, I think they said it's the um, uterus trying to get rid of the baby because the pregnancy was not viable anymore. So I went to um, this hospital in Gagada. I'm trying so hard not to mention their name because they did me dirty. They did me very, very dirty. They almost ruined my life. But let's not ruin their name as well. So I went, I got there the next morning and... I was supposed to see a gynecologist. I saw her. My husband was with me during that, all of that. So I saw her. She said, Oh, you have to do a scan, which is the exact same thing those idiots in Bagada General Hospital said. So I did the scan, and as I was doing the scan, I was honestly just praying. Like in my heart, I was like, God, please, let my baby be fine. But that woman's voice kept ringing in my head. That woman's voice kept ringing in my head. Ah, and I couldn't just shut it out. I kept praying. As I was praying, I was praying. God, please let my baby be fine. So I kept looking at the sonographer. Is that what they are called? The scan people. I kept looking at the guy's expression to see if he was looking sad or was looking happy. <laughs> Anyways, my guy, I just saw that he wrote on the... What's it called? On one of his papers, I wrote, fetus not viable. I just asked him, now what does that mean? What does fetus not viable mean? What are you trying to tell me? Can you check again? Can you ch just explain, explain. Do you know what you're doing? Oh my God, you guys, I went off on him. I even, right now, I feel so bad. I pity him because I just really went off on him. And I need to mention that before they even saw me, they made me drink like seven um, sachets of pure water. Because they needed to see. I'm just like, I will not pass all of this. Eventually, I said that they could get like equipment that they that 
you know, I won't have to drink so much water. You know, it was just pointless. Anyways, I went off on this guy, and my husband like told me, "Stop that! Calm down! You need to calm down. Let's let's know what's going on first. Like even himself, I'm sure. I wish he was here right now. He will tell you that he, he also wanted to beat the guy. That we type of non-viable are you writing? So, anyways, guys, we saw the doctor. Uh, the gynecologist announced eventually was a woman, and she said, "Oh, that she's so sorry." That they have to do an evacuation because the pregnancy is not viable. You guys, as I was, I should say now that hot tears were falling. Like right now, if my eyes are full, hot tears were falling down, and I was just like, I don't deserve this. You know what have I done wrong? Is it not bad people that have miscarriages? And then in Nollywood, that's not how a miscarriage happens. You just see blood trickling down your legs, and the next day you are fine. Like so many, ugh, it has just been portrayed in a different way to me. And you know, I did not think normal people had miscarriage. I thought it was bad people. You know, not to sound stupid, but you kind of get what I mean. I never thought it's something that would happen to me. Exactly. Let me put it like that. So it happened to me guys and they said they have to do an evacuation but they can't do it today like that day because what was their own excuse i honestly do okay they do it once a day yes like any, anywhere that needs evacuation you come at that time and that's the end i think 10 o'clock so and i was still in pain oh they kept you know the pain of ah this uh, my insurance trying to expand the baby i was still in that pain the pain kept going on so this pain started yesterday it's happening today and i have to keep it still tomorrow i'm traumatized enough that i have lost a child i'm traumatized enough that my baby is gone and you all are telling me that i have to go through this pain again that's why you know when i read Tu's story and how she had to push out a dead baby i wept because gosh I, like me, I didn't even have to push out the dead baby. Didn't they just ever acquit it? But nobody deserves that kind of emotional trauma. If we're being honest, nobody is so bad. Okay, so it's looking like from the length of the podcast right now, I may not be able to talk about how I eventually got pregnant. But I'll probably just do that in the next podcast. I really want to you know talk about this whole miscarriage thing very well i don't want to gloss over it and make it seem like it's not important because it actually really is i i read a statistic somewhere that eight in ten no six in ten women have miscarriages at least at first before you get pregnant and the worst part about it is you might have had a baby and then you get pregnant then you can have a miscarriage so it's not impossible and you know nobody is praying for it we are nigerians we pray about everything but this is something that can happen so anyways i got back to the hospital the next day that probably means i'll have to change the name of the of this episode but that's okay that's the list of <laughs> that's the list of my problems anyway so i got to the hospital the next day and then the pain started again i could not walk the nurses here were way nicer, if I'm being honest. They helped me upstairs. I remember what I was wearing, one pink dress like that. So, wow. 
So I got into the the they put me in a room, did some paperwork, my husband had a meeting at work and you know we were not married so it couldn't be so I can't I can't come to work. My wife is in the hospital. It, like it would sound weird and Nigerian employers don't even send you that much. So it was just me. I had to do paperwork, my brother went to work as well. So I went into into the room and they gave me gown hair all those sad blue gowns like that was already enough emotional trauma anyways i changed into that gown and they sent me into a room this room is straight out of an evil film i'm not even lying like i could see the the equipment they were going to use to evacuate there was something that looked like a cutlass, something looked like a hammer, you know, those are stainless plates. And I was already in pain, so I was crying. They lifted up my legs, you know, held down my legs with rope, like I was going to have a baby. And, you know, they just put those things inside, and they were like scraping it. They were literally, it was a DNC, exactly. They were scraping the lining of my uterus to remove the, um, the remaining parts of the non-viable filters so they kept scraping and while they were doing the man i remember his face vividly he had white hair he was pressing my stomach as well so i was having cramps my stomach was aching me they were scraping the hell out of me and they did not give me anything for the pain like i was not numb at all i felt every god forsaken pain from the beginning to the very end it was the worst 15 minutes of my life you guys, I've had a child, and I don't think childbirth is as bad as an as an evacuation or ARPC because at the end you get to hold your baby. But this one, like it's just pain you go through, and that's the end. Like you are just going through pain. What's the end goal? Nothing. Anyways, not to bore you guys with the details, but it was sad. It was so painful and sad. And when I was done, I cried my eyes out. And worst part. Let me tell you the worst part. The pain did not stop. This pain I am feeling did not stop for five days. I kept feeling this pain. And they now I, I went back to the hospital. And this stupid hospital told me they are going to do another evacuation. Guess what I told them? I said I would rather die. And I actually mean, meant it. Like I prefer to die than go through that 15 minutes of agony again. So they didn't help me, Sha. They they just wanted to kill me. Apparently, they left something in my belly while they were doing the miscarriage. Thank God I was even able to still get pregnant because that was one of my husband's fears. That okay, after they messed me up, I was bleeding for three months straight. I lost over fifteen kg. Everybody thought I either had HIV or I had an STA STD. And I could not tell anybody. How many people will tell that, oh, I had a bad ARPC, had a miscarriage, and, you know, the person that evacuated the baby wants to kill me. Like, I don't know. How does that work? The, who would I explain to my husband? It was sad. It was sad. It was like, what have I done to this girl? See what I've done to someone's child? That was his own thought. It was just like, God, we don't deserve this. You know, it was the worst period of my life. But one of the ways I got through it, because I don't want to, you know, say the 
bad side and you know not help anybody first things first if you've heard, ever had a miscarriage i want you to know that you're not alone a lot of women have had miscarriages second thing you did not do anything wrong it is something normal that happens to a whole lot of people you are not alone the third thing is you're going to get pregnant you're going to have your own baby even if you don't get pregnant you can use a surrogate even if you cannot have your own baby you will have a child that you would love like your own and you know don't let the nigerian mentality discourage you at all and the last thing i would like to tell anybody that's ever had a miscarriage is that god is on your side and i can only pray that you have a beautiful support system so that you don't go through it alone because it is traumatic and please please while you're going through it try to eat try not to be so unhappy try not to be sad and if you are still going through it and you've not healed please send me a dm on instagram i would love to talk you through it i would love to talk to you about it and let you know that you know this this is something that happens and you shouldn't fret or you shouldn't be unhappy after you're done healing my sister stand up or sit up get dressed get your makeup done do what makes you happy for me it was eating you know i was i wasn't feeling well but i was eating i was going to movies i was doing the best thing i could do to get it off my mind so this is not you sweeping it under the carpet because in the next i try to deal with the feelings and the emotions as well but try and make yourself happy because it is not the end of the world and whoever is making you feel like it's the end of the world or there's something wrong with you throw the person away i know it might not be easy it might not be you know it's easier said than done but don't let them get to you stand tall you are a mom the fact that a baby can grow quote unquote in your belly makes you already a mother the fact that you are even bleeding and you can menstruate makes you a mom that you, you have the potential to carry a baby so please don't even let anybody hurt you don't let them you know don't let them get to you and all of that so my my own miscarriage experience was horrible it was horrible i know that a lot of women have had it easier and you know they didn't bleed for that long and everything but mine was horrible and i don't pray it for anybody and please and please next like if you're going to use a hospital research you know don't consider don't consider cost there is no amount too much to pay for your well-being and if you have the option my sister get out of this country asap anyways i feel like i didn't talk enough i didn't you know express myself and say everything i wanted to because i didn't want this to be too long this is the first episode i don't i want to know if i'm boring or not <laughs> so anyways if you have any questions regarding everything i've said or you have comments you have thoughts you know you know someone going through this my instagram name is at domisi at to.mi.sin and i'm going to get an instagram page for this podcast as well once i see how it does and all of that so thank you so much for listening to me to you now it means that it means that oh guys sorry it means that you know you're interested in the things i've said and I have made at least a little bit of sense. So please share with your friends. 
the next so i'm gonna i'm going to try and be releasing one episode weekly the next episode is going to be about um how i completely healed from miscarriage and when i tried to when i tried to start getting pregnant and i eventually got pregnant and so on and so forth i don't want to say i'll talk about third trimester and um, first trimester and then there's not enough time because now i've been talking for almost 30 minutes so thank you so 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 much this is the first episode of mom fashion i'm officially a podcaster and you're officially my friend and fan love you guys see you in the next podcast <laughs> this was so much fun hey thank you so much you made it to the end of the podcast i'm so so glad that means you enjoyed it and learned a thing too so i'd like to hear from you please comment please share if there's anything you want me to work on just let me know in the comment section also um this podcast is going to have an instagram handle and i'll let you guys know how it goes so we can you know, engage and continually relate from there thank you so so much bye